technology. Remember, like, uh, did you see Captain Marvel? Of course. Okay, so Captain Marvel, they made Samuel L. Jackson look like he was mm-hmm. young. All right, so they went from I didn't see old Samuel L. Jackson, which, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Samuel L. Jackson can still run. Like, if you ask Samuel L. Jackson to run real quick, he yeah. can still run. He can get a little run on. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro. You're hilarious. Joe Pesci. Al Pacino. They can't get a jog on. Yeah. Like, they can't get it going. So there are certain scenes where I'm like, yeah, they made you look 40, but you still moving like a 65-year-old. <laughs> That's terrible. So he's like. Okay, what about Sylvester Stallone? Oh, Sylvester Stallone. In that but Sylvester Stallone Rambo. looks. Sylvester Stallone could still. Sylvester Stallone could beat both of us up still That's what I'm to saying. this day. He's a, he's a, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Devon, I, could fight, I could fight Sylvester. Fair enough. I could fight him. I feel like I could get out. I'm not saying I could fight Michael B. Jordan or something like that. Oh, I could well, fight. Young. I could fight Sylvester Stallone. Like oh, all I gotta enough. do is just wind him out for a little bit, and that's it. Like I could tackle him. Like I feel like Sylvester Stallone is fragile. So you can get all of us. Oh, it makes sense. Like he's like he got... might have muscles, but he don't have muscles that are like exactly. functioning muscles. He's got yeah bones. The, yeah, I understand. He has glamour muscles. Oh, like here, here. Let me What's see that real angle? quick. I'm like, we we have we have like why are you doing I all of this know, stuff? Just, this is what I always do, but it's like all me. We have a guest. Oh, I can't even see the timer now. We're gonna we're gonna introduce her. Don't. I got the timer. Oh, you we're can gonna see it? we're gonna introduce her in a in a second. Yeah. But she has her mother here, and the mom's getting everything placed. And that's perfect. So there and we her, go. What you wave at? What did you wave <laughs> she at? Did. She waved her at mom. Me. Her mom that. just no, waved. No, her mom. mom just waved don't at the camera bad. that is not on her. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. So I like here. I like I, I like your mama. So that's that's there. It's that's all right. Thing. It's all right. We're good. Don't even. It's all We're good. Love. That's We're good. good. The day is good. Yes. I'm sick and my my future is looking bleak. Yeah. Maybe even on. black and it. ugly as ever. However, oh I stay used to down to my socks. I got on socks. I got on. I got on a sweater under this hoodie and a hoodie. Oh. That's why the light that's sweat. A little light sweat. And the shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Avery's feeling a little... Uh, I'm sorry. Carlton Banks. Whatever. Avery, know my name. Avery, Avery, Avery like a very nice Avery guy. Avery like a very nice guy, a.k.a. Carlton Banks. Carlton with a K, B-N, triple X. Carlton with a K, B-A-N, triple X. And we also have the co-host over here, Jess Devon, best writer from the Houston Press that I've Not ever met best. in my entire Not life. Not That's Not Hey, why can't you let me... Not why can't you let me love you and be proud Not of you? Best, but I'm why all, can't you let I, me I be... I can't say I'm the best. You can say I'm the best. There you go. So you have to I have to be humble and I have to say like, hey, Be humble. You know. You it's have like to do when it rappers like be like, I'm the best. Sit down. You can't do that. Remember be when the humble. game said he was the best in the West? Uh, like, oh, see, man. I said he was the best. Uh, Did we believe it? Uh, at that time. It was and, 2003. And, he said he was the king of the South. And, and then and and he had to, he had to go up against. Look at T.I. now. Budget. He had to go up against Lil Flip. And Lil Flip at the time was not. <laughs> Yeah, let's be honest. It was not complicated. It was the ABC rap. He said, Lil I Flip, treat, if you want to come on the show, please come on the show. I We're treat you like fans. milk. I do nothing but spoil you. But you liked Lil Flip's last album. I yes, I'm I will f- say we're still fair. We didn't like old Lil Flip, but he was the one. Oh, that I out. I shoot out Lil Flip all. The, I've listened to the last three albums. Yeah, I pay attention to everything. He will tell me he's like, yo, Lil Flip still got heat coming. I was like, no, he doesn't. He and does. Then he had me listen to it. I was like, oh, look, you heard he does. the okay. song with uh, Slim Thug and Lil yep. Flip floating. Yep, man, he does a good job. He does a so good Lil job. So Lil Flip, if you want to come on, my bad 
for no, not my bad. His bad for taking it's my the slug. bad. You know, he didn't like. I your wasn't old taking stuff. a slug. I he was didn't just like your old stuff. Saying my opinion. Okay, it's that my, is a, it is my humble, humble opinion. opinion. And since we're talking about opinions, we do have a guest here. She That's has opinions. She has opinions. Has a good whole opinions. platform of opinions. Yes, opinion, opinions that can change our entire life. Yes, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. That's what we're about to find out. There we go. All right, here we go. How you doing? Good. I'm doing great. And what's your name, Audia? Well, there, <laughs> there you go. It is what's your name? Audia. Right. I wouldn't expect anything different from your brother. Audia. You met me like once at a Christmas I did, party. But I've met I've known Devon for Yeah. Fifty years. 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 Yeah. It feels like forever. I like when I met you at the party, you yeah. had your name tag and it sparkled and I go, Okay, she that's branding. Did it say it said audio? It said audio. That's it why was I know it. Yes, tag. it was huge. I need people to know. It wasn't a name tag, it was like a folder on your no, But you have a distinctive name. You have a distinctive name I like I have a distinctive yes. name. Yeah. Right? Yes. So I mean, first off, where does the name well, well, your mom is here? Yeah, your mom is here. Your mom is here. So you can ask the source. No, where, well, if we ask the source, she'd have to come over. Yeah, here. she has right. to go to no, my. No, 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 that's okay. I'll so, 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 where does yeah. the name Audia come from? Oh, I know it was her best friend in college, and then she said whenever she had a daughter, that she would name the daughter Audia, and I was the only daughter that was born. So, lucky me, uh, I got it. I got the name. Oh, okay. She kept it up. Okay. She kept it so real. You kept, yeah. you kept the promise. Yeah. 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 You know how many people have promised me they're going to name their kid after it never real. happens. Never happens. You know, that's just something you just say. You know, so I've had like, people uh, say that, and they actually name their kids Audia. So really? we, there, are, there are like two other Audias I know that are younger than me. And they'll call really? me, and I call them, and yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Audia. And Audia is running for? Harris County District Attorney. Okay. Wow, yes. that's what's up. Yes, attorney. yes, yes. So normally we have, no, we've had some authors, we've had mm -hmm. some lawyers, we've mm -hmm. had some singers, we've had some rappers, yes. we've had videographers yes. and things like that. So this is new. This is. is a political aspect yeah. here. So we're going to ask a few questions. I mean, one, mm -hmm. we want to make sure our listeners know exactly what the prosecutor does, because yeah. I don't think a lot of people do. Uh, and how you can actually affect them. And we're going to go into like why you're deciding to run for prosecutor mm -hmm. and a couple other things. But first, we're going to yeah. back up like audio where because all of our guests come from Houston so far. Awesome. So, or Tyler or, you know, Texas related. Mm -hmm. But you're from out. So tell us where you're from and then what brought you to Texas. Yeah. And, and let's go from there. So originally, I was born and raised in Connecticut. Connecticut. I know Connecticut. Wow. Connecticut. Okay. I, I okay. Mean, <laughs> There's nothing wrong. And you know, it was a it was a great childhood. My father was in the military, um, so that brought them there. My mother was a school teacher, a public school teacher, um, for about thirty five years, and so born and raised. Uh, ended up being very good at basketball. Okay. Um, okay. What positions you play? Shooting guard. Oh yeah. Yeah. You look like you. Play I played basketball. a shooting guard. Yeah. You still play? Every now and then, we actually played on Christmas Day. She's saying we took she my niece wash out you. there. Yeah, I could, Everybody I could can wash me. I can give you the business. I'm yeah, from Sugarland. Yes, yes. I have no basketball. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa. There's, a kid, there. There's a kid out there that goes, she's from Connecticut. Yeah, I was, I was, well, UConn. Connecticut is, yeah, UConn. I'm about to say They're UConn. Like a breeding The ground. East Coast. She, she, she immediately threw out UConn. I, did, I had to. Like, like, but but like, the UConn. East Coast has nothing else going on for oh but God, basketball. That's not whoa. true. Wow. So, not true. Now, I love Houston, so I'm not even going to be We're a football state because there's a lot of land. Yes. Connecticut is. true. 
that big. We're about to be a soccer state too because there's a lot of land. But continue. Continue. But uh, but anyway, so um, ended up coming out here to law school, which I was very happy about. Is got into Texas Southern University. Always wanted to go to HBCU, so it was either here or go back to Connecticut. Mm. Uh, Was not going to do that. So uh, applied, got into Texas Southern University. Favorite school, hands down. We have to thank them for a lot. Yes, I do. Uh, Yeah, we actually were in the same class. Oh yeah, there are aspects of TSU that I really really enjoy. Yeah. There are some that I don't, there but I mean, that we don't, every but school got their problems, yes. but I love TSU. Yes, yes. TSU's a great school. Yes, they, they Better than PV. I just want to strike up conversation. Uh, Go ahead. Look, nah, they had yeah. the most, my, to, they graduated the most PV. minority lawyers yeah. in the state of that Texas. That is true. So yeah. is we true. definitely have to give that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Texas Southern University, uh, Thurgood Marshall School of Law. So ended up doing really well with criminal justice was what's Judge Walker's tutor. Oh, okay. Judge Walker's okay. tutor. I was okay. a tutor for criminal law um, for the first, was it two years? Um, never really thought much of it. I thought I'd end up being like a sports agent or something because mm. at that time I was done with basketball. Um, but ah. but anyways, long story short, I came to Houston, fell in love when I went to law school. Good people, um, good energy, great food, great weather. Yes, yes. Um, left and went back to D.C., ended up working on Capitol Hill for a Texas representative. Um, and then again made my way back out to Houston where we've made it home and uh, we're not going anywhere. So. So, why, so when you went back to D.C., what was the uh, yeah. was the goal when you went back to D.C.? Who were you working for as the representative? Yeah, so I was working for a very well-known congressional representative of the 18th Congressional District. Okay. Yes. Uh, Congresswoman, last name Lee. Yep. Yes. First name Sheila Jackson. <laughs> yes. Sheila Jackson. Yes, yes, okay. Yes. So I worked for her, and I handled the House Judiciary Committee portfolio. And, oh, okay. Um, okay. Yep. So you know, got to meet a lot of interesting people, do a lot of work on different legislation, uh, dealing with criminal justice reform. But even at that point, I wasn't really practicing law, um, and didn't understand how backwards our system really was. So yeah, you were up there doing because Sheila is involved in uh, criminal justice reform. So you're oh, yes. up there involved in starting to get involved into the criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. But it, you're still not on a national level. Yeah, yeah, that's on a national level. Yeah. But you're still not like, okay, let me jump into. Yeah, I still okay. wasn't in the trenches. Okay, <laughs> that, that's what I call I call it in the trenches when yeah. I came okay. back. Um, so did that and ended up moving back to Houston, um, where of course I married our other classmate and my best friend uh, Deshawn Jones. Okay. Um, and did that so Judge Jones. Yeah, yep, Judge Jones now. And so you know, once we did that, um, you know, something came up and I applied for the prosecutor's office. I didn't think I would ever get a call. From the interview but I did Um, and you know it's one of those things where we have so many people that look like us that look like you and me minorities especially black men Um, a lot of black women that are caught up in the system and I come from a big family so I have family members that are no stranger to the criminal justice system okay on the on the wrong side uh, so what I will say is that um, I didn't take it serious I went in for the interview and was kind of like if I get I just I probably won't go um, but I got called, went in for the interview, and about a couple hours later, they offered me the position. Oh, dope. So, at, yeah, and at that point, I really did not understand what it was I was about to see. I had, I had read the, the book, The New Jim Crow, while I was in D.C. Okay. Um, okay. So it, got, it gave me a, a good foundation for, mm-hmm. like, not even that the system's broken. The system's working the way it's designed to work. Yes. Right? Yes. So something that's broken is not going to continue to travel no. miles and miles and miles. But we have a criminal justice system that has continuously for decades uh, pretty much enslaved people who have become, who have fallen victim to it. Um, or who have done something, right? Committed some kind of offense. 
and now they're paying the price for the rest of their life. So. Now, when you first got there, I guess what was the most surprising mm-hmm. thing when you first got to the prosecutor's office that you were seeing? Or I guess the thing that like you were just kind of like, okay, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, uh, they tried to put they put me in trial the first day. Really, like day number one, okay. day number one, and when I say day number one, um, you know, keep in mind I. They didn't ask me if I had ever practiced before. They didn't ask me if I had ever tried any cases. I had not gotten any type of training. I didn't get any type of guidance. Nothing. So you have a chief in the court. I was the the misdemeanor three. And at that time, the first case that I had was a driving while intoxicated where someone's facing up to a year in jail and up to a $4,000 fine. Okay. So you're given this huge responsibility in there with no guidance. Um, so essentially that really, that kind of caught me off guard. Um, but what they don't know is, uh, you know, I, I like to be prepared. So I'd actually come in two weeks before and actually watched a full trial. Oh, okay. So okay. I was able to kind of at least fake my way through. Yeah. Uh, and the guy, the attorney, uh, took a 100 day plea for, for the guy that was facing a driving while intoxicated case. And later on, I learned most people only take like two or three days, maybe at the maximum 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I looked like I was prepared and that defense attorney didn't want to move forward, she really subjected her guy to a significant amount of time, which was unheard of almost. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Thank you. So I guess that's one of the other things, too, that people now prosecution and it's this is where you're actually you're, you're prosecuting you're going this mm-hmm. is not a defense attorney correct this is where you're actually going against uh you're you're representing the state yes and you're going against criminals so how why is it important mm-hmm. that we have people on the prosecutor side because yeah. prosecutors tend to get a bad rep right i think you know i think what we've done in the criminal justice system i understand why prosecutors get a bad rep And I will say when we look at things like the Central Park Five, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, when we look at things of people, um, the young man that came and spoke at my um, our fundraiser that we had in November, his name is Daryl Burton, did 24 years in prison, 27 years in prison. He did 27 years uh, in in prison in the in the bloodiest prison in the United States um, for a. a crime that he never committed. Where was this? Angola? No, it wasn't in Angola. It was in, I want, it wasn't St. Louis. It was somewhere over near there and oh, I okay, forgot okay. it because it's a, a little bit further away, yeah, but yeah. they actually shut it down. They shut it down and he finished his last year and a half. They moved all of, all of the people who were incarcerated to another, another prison. That's oh, how wow. bad it was. They finally wow. shut it down after 24 Man. years. Yes. So, okay. So back to your question. Um, when we say, you know, criminals, you know, it's, I think that's a very uh, term that we use loosely because yes. so many people are given the title of criminal if you fit into a certain stereotype. I think a big issue is we have uh, media. We have uh, media that likes to impose bias. And then we have people that watch television like 14 hours a day. And as a prosecutor, I remember having jurors that would come in and be like, oh, is this going to be like law and order? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel it, like that's what most people think. That's what most people think. They think it's law and order, yeah. or they think it's, uh, uh, you know. Insert every SVU, judge show. Yeah. Pretty much every judge show. And mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like the public's perception, or most people's perception, because a lot of people don't have any kind of uh, dealings with the law unless they get in trouble, right. is prosecutors work to put people in jail, defense attorneys work to keep people out. But defense attorneys and prosecutors pretty much get along anyway. They, you know. But the whole thing is, it's like your goal is to try to get as many criminals in jail yeah. as possible. And defense attorneys are supposed to be keeping them out. And usually prosecutors 
are backed by all the money and power right. of the state right. yeah. and defense attorney. You know, the, the cliche, and it's like no, a defense that's attorney coming cliche. in. That's, it's like, that's, oh, yeah. but it is. Historically, historically that's, that's what, what it's is. been. And with our campaign and our platform and a wave of other progressive prosecutors across the country, we are really working to change that um, by saying, let's have a criminal justice system that really is fair, right? Because when we have a district attorney, they're elected. And they're elected by the citizens of that community. Absolutely. So what's their, what our responsibility truly is to, number one, is to make sure that the safety of the community is the first priority. And the second thing is to make sure that we are treating everybody fairly under the system. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that we haven't seen. We'll have people that will come in with several degrees, and, and I think you know that. Mm-hmm. If they look like you know your brother, and your brother may have a, a bachelor's and a, a doctorate degree, and it won't matter because if I use my power and my authority as a prosecutor and even place you in front of a jury, those jurors are going to, nine times out of ten, they make up their decision on guilt or not guilty before the trial even starts. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm of what you right look now, like. And I think, well, I think the, I'm the guilty, too. Little, right now, you look extremely guilty. Guilty, but because right. I'm you're dark. bringing up some good points. I'm <laughs> dark skinned. No, wow, one of the few. You also have on dark glasses you know? and a hoodie. Dark sunglasses. See, why can't I wear? No, I'm dark just joking. Glasses I actually, I actually just came from a brunch. There were like eight white guys dressed exactly like you, but exactly. they would have been innocent. But okay, let's not get into <laughs> that. But yeah, no, okay, we can talk about okay, that. so we let's talk get about that. So when we're talking about when you said earlier, uh, let's talk about what a criminal is. Yes. So let's go more in depth into what you're saying about okay. that. Well, our system is supposed to be uh, innocent until proven guilty, right? Supposed to. Supposed to be. But what we know, and the fact that even you even gave that reaction, we know it's typically you're guilty until Until you prove yourself innocent. Exactly. However, the burden of proof is always supposed to be on the state, right? We say that. It's it's said so nonchalantly, but it never is placed on the state. It really is always placed on the person or the defense attorney to prove Prove that you weren't there. Prove that you weren't the one that did it. And then when we look at the statistics, I think everything that we do under our campaign is based in numbers. And it's not a feeling. I mean, it's not a a random feeling that we know 19% of our Harris County population is made up by African-Americans, but we make up 50% of the jail population. Ridiculous. You know, so and it's not uh, it's not a random number when we have statistics to back up and say when we look at possession of marijuana charges that uh, blacks and Hispanics are six times more likely to be arrested and convicted um, for possession of marijuana when it's used at the exact same rates as our white counterparts mm-hmm. um, and it's not a it's not a, a feeling when we say one in three black men will will go to jail at some point of their life and one in 18 white men will go to jail at some point in their life My goodness. you know so it's not these these aren't feelings these are these are real facts that are based up in in numbers and what we've been doing for the last 50 years which has caused our crime rate to go down but incarceration rates to go up it's time to it's time to change the way we're doing things. So what are your first steps on changing that? Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying like you're still on the side of I guess what what are the steps in terms of are you not going to prosecute the crimes? Are we mm-hmm. gonna look mm-hmm. deeper into are we gonna start to change what we believe is a crime? Mm-hmm. Because we're still yeah. I mean, a prosecutor is still held by that code, by the law. Yeah, you're officer of the court. But so, yeah. Well, there's okay. okay. So let's start there. What is the district attorney's uh, power within their jurisdiction here in Harris County? Literally, the district attorney is single-handedly the most powerful actor in the criminal justice system, hands down. Yeah. And no matter what you see on TV, as far as like the judges, you, the jury, this the district attorney is where it starts and where where it could possibly stop. Um, and I'll explain why. So. 
here in Harris County, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there's something called the intake, uh, the intake system. And the intake system in Harris County requires an officer anytime that they perpetuate, like start an arrest, mm -hmm. um, if they believe that they're watching some kind of criminal conduct, they can arrest someone, but they have to call the district attorney's intake sure division. So when they call the intake division, either the, the district, excuse me, the prosecutor on duty says, yes, we will accept the charges, at which time the officer can then continue the arrest and they'll go in front of, you know, probable cause judge and whatever they'll do with the bond or they say no we won't accept the charges because that doesn't make sense the okay. evidence doesn't match up you know we're not we're no longer prosecuting those crimes so keep that in mind we're no longer mm. prosecuting those I guess crimes we'll get to that later we'll get on to that. okay yeah. uh, we're no longer prosecuting them so we're, we're not going to continue we're not going to accept those charges at which time the officer at that point should let the person go if for some reason they continue to bring that person to probable cause court it'll be thrown out they'll be released anyways because there's no charge holding them understood so that's why we say we can make so much change with this role as district attorney because they decide which charges to bring. They mm -hmm. decide, decide which charges to enforce. The legislation is different from decriminalization. So legislation is different from decriminalization. So really? we don't want to legalize marijuana because I don't have that power or jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. But what we do intend to do is decriminalize possession of marijuana. Mm -hmm. So when you say decriminalize possession, yes. what... Uh, what are the results of that? Are you literally mm -hmm. saying like, like when you said with uh, the intake process is starting, mm -hmm. is that you guys on the other end? It's like, yo, look, we're not, we're not charging that's on marijuana. It. That's right it. Now. That's we it. Issue, that's that's, it. It's Just literally out. that simple. We issue a policy from the district attorney. So remember, the district attorney is in a, an elected role, and then the assistant district attorneys, which are the line prosecutors, right, which is what you typically hear prosecutors are um, are employed. So you're hired. Um, and so all the district attorney does at that point is issue a policy to intake to say, hey, office wide, we are no longer accepting charges for possession of marijuana. Make sure that you're rejecting those charges at intake. Is, is that what you're planning on? Absolutely. That's, now, absolutely. that's what I wanted to know. Absolutely. You, okay. you yes. were in. Uh, so you're running again. I mean, you, you come out of Kim Og's office. Yes. And Kim Og was saying. Yeah, she sure was. I was one. She I didn't start under her. But no, yeah, no, no, I, no. But I, you were in that office. Yes, so yes. What? is going to separate you from that because mm -hmm. your platform is look she didn't do everything she did nothing that, that she, she needed to do. do she did nothing that so she what is it that she wasn't <laughs> so i guess when we're looking at her promises mm -hmm. what are some of the promises you're thinking that she failed on mm -hmm. and how are you going to make adjustments to them yeah okay so when we talk about well so let's talk about that she talked about how she was going to decriminalize marijuana and a lot of people are like oh are you just doing this so people can you know those kids can smoke weed and get high well no there's multiple reasons but mm -hmm. there are three specific reasons number one we have a 40 percent solve rate in our murders in harris county um, so when we talk about uh, our main priority is to make sure that the citizens of harris county remain safe we're not safe by targeting people who are possessing marijuana but allowing people who are literally murdering people for whatever reason and a majority of them are domestic violence related cases so and then just to clarify mm -hmm. so when you say 40 percent solve rate 40 percent of the cases mm -hmm. I'm sorry. We're only solving yes. 40 percent of yes. the murders we're that are so. happening. Absolutely. You knew that. You Absolutely. watched the first 48. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure to clarify because that that's a big that's a big thing. Uh, and you're saying like we've spent our time focusing mm -hmm. on going after drugs yeah. mm -hmm. when people are literally getting murdered. Murdered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. And I don't even want to say just drugs. You know, marijuana, hemp, whatever you want to call it. Now at this point, it is people legal. smoking hemp. It is legal right now in Harris <laughs> County. They are not yeah. allowed to smoke it under the law. It's called. HB 1325, they which can made make rope. 
they're they yeah. can they can do the li- I believe Sex. it's like liquid they can do whatever it is oh, okay. in whatever form okay. they just cannot do it, uh, smoke it. Okay. Um, but my point is, you know, we have legalized. Literally, it's been legalized. HB thirteen twenty five has said that as long as it has point uh, three percent or less of uh, concentration of THC, it's legal. Okay. So, um, you know, again, we have a 40% solve rate, which means that 60% of the murders that we have that Man. take place in Houston aren't getting solved. Um, not just that, when we talk about the racial bias, remember you kind of made a joke about that before. When I tell you we have facts and statistics right here in Harris County that say blacks, uh, African Americans, and Hispanics are six times, six Six, not three times, not two times, not four times, not five, six times more likely to be arrested and convicted um, of possession of marijuana than our white counterparts who use it at the exact same rate. That that's that's racial inequality. That's racial bias. That's imbalance. And that's what we talk about when we have a unfair and biased criminal justice system. Um, and then lastly, we just have resources that we can spend, again, towards making our community safe and towards other programs like educational programs, job training programs, uh Sex worker, um, human trafficking. Which uh, okay, so let's get into that. And we too. can talk about that as well. But that's one of the big things. The second thing, just really quick to answer your okay. point, was the cash bail reform. She said she was going to support the cash bail reform. Mm. Um, we all know that when the new judges got elected in the misdemeanor division, it was about nineteen African American females, yeah. uh, and uh, some of the uh, all of the Democratic county commissioners. The only Democrat that sided with all of the Republicans and said I oppose this cash bail reform was our current district attorney. Who supposedly was supposed to be this progressive reformer. So she wrote two briefs opposing it, and in her brief, she stated that she did not trust the decision or the discretion of the newly elected, pretty much black female judges okay. uh, that were in the seat. Now, when so, you say cash bail, so yes. Lexus, for our, for our people that aren't involved in the okay. law, because yeah, I have no idea what that. Right. Okay, oh, yeah. so cat. All right, so let's explain it out. Cash bail. Yeah, cash bail is like okay. So let's say someone we have somebody arrested for criminal trespass, right? So typically, homeless people or people who are on drugs will get a, uh, arrested for a criminal trespass. Um, what that means is that typically there was a standard amount that had to be given to them, which was like a five hundred dollar bond. So typically, okay. it was tied to a five hundred dollar bond, um, and then the bonding company would come in and say you have to pay 10 percent of that so it'd be 50 dollars, right $50, and yep. you'd be like okay 50 dollars is nothing but i remember the days when i got out of law school and i was living in dc and working yeah. on capitol hill and even though it sounds like a glorious job there were days where i had to figure out what i was going to eat on the dollar menu Man. you know so it 50 dollars is a lot when you have to decide you know where am i going to get this money yeah. from and that's for crimes like trespassing if we're Criminal talking about uh you know drug crimes mm-hmm. that amount can yeah. drug crimes it can theft. go all the way up mm-hmm. and again if we're saying you're going to be innocent until proven guilty this does put a lot more onus on the person where it's really like, hey because there are plenty of stories where it's mm-hmm. people have been innocent and lost jobs oh yeah uh having to wait in jail mm-hmm. there have been people that have literally taken pleas yeah because uh so our yeah. system like you said our system isn't broken it works the way it's supposed yep. to work and then we have people like I, khalif browder literally that will just mm-hmm. i can't i don't have the money, I have the money and i need to I'm wait not, in yeah. jail mm-hmm. until, until i'm proven innocent yep. and the wait in jail can be extreme yes yeah, anyway any, look look going to jail is extreme already so mm-hmm. i know i think we like to uh you know we're on a rap podcast we talk about a lot of hip-hop yeah. we have a number of people that have gone to jail sometimes you listen to rap and it kind of makes jail seem like oh you know it happens mm-hmm. like i spent the night you know I, I i do you know i do week in jail on my head right, jail is jail jail is not fun yeah. jail is not fun yeah. it's not fun at all <laughs> so right. it is one of those things and you have people that 
are literally going and you have to stop your life when you go to jail. Yeah. You and, and you, you don't even get to choose to stop your <laughs> no, life. It's yeah. your life stops abruptly. Yeah. yeah. So we have people that are destabilized because now they lose their jobs. Um, they're losing their homes. Yeah. If they most people in Harris County live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. They're not able to pay their rent. They Man. lose access to their kids. Yes. And it's like and it's not even a fair place to negotiate from when you are fighting a case. And so, so your negotiation at that point is like, is, hey, do you, you want take it out? out? Or yeah, or you stay in and you fight it, and that's fine. We I've literally seen people that have stayed in for a longer period of time because they could not afford their cash bail, than the punishment that they received. Oh, that man. they would have even gotten three days. They ended up staying in, I don't know, two hundred days, and now it's like, oh, you got time served. Well, time served in two hundred days, and you would have only gotten three days once yeah. it got to trial. So wow. yeah. Now I guess then during your time working in the prosecutor's mm -hmm. office, mm -hmm. what is it that you did to kind of, or can you do anything yeah. at that point? Yeah, so I did what I could within the cases that I, I handled. So at first I thought I was doing a lot. I'm like, this is great, um, I'm doing a whole lot. But so as you move up, there's different cases you handle. So as a misdemeanor three, I handled predominantly victimless crimes. So okay. the criminal trespasses, the possession of marijuana, uh, people who are suffering from drug addiction or mental health issues, typically those are the cases that I dealt with. Okay. And those okay. are the largest loads. So keep that in mind. So the largest loads we have are drug are the addiction. the victimless crimes. Victim, victimless crimes victimless is what we're looking at. So no, nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets hurt. Except for the actual person. Except for the actual person. In. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I just want to keep that in mind. So felony three, misdemeanor three, pretty much the same thing, except for the felony three handles felony level crimes where they're facing uh, time in state jail, prison, um, or time in prison mm -hmm. up to... Uh, life or the death sentence okay. um, and then misdemeanor uh, misdemeanor cases the lower end ones that you're facing a maximum of up to one year in jail okay. um, so the felony three misdemeanor three all we handled was victimless crimes predominantly DWIs driving while uh, driving while intoxicated the driving while license invalid oh which okay. is we've had predominantly most people have sat in jail over a couple hundred dollars because they got arrested uh, and thrown into jail and couldn't afford the bond on a driving while licensed Man. invalid. Uh, theft by check. I okay. mean, we've had people write checks to get groceries and the check bounced, so now they're sitting in jail. Uh, so predominantly those are the cases. And then once you move up to um, like a misdemeanor two or felony two, you're handling the crimes with the victims, which then tend to trickle off and get lower and lower. So what I tell people is most people don't know, 77% of people in the Harris County Jail right now for felony offenses, 77% are in there for nonviolent offenses. This is felonies. Felonies. So this is felony offenses, nonviolent, nothing. So when we're talking nonviolent, we're literally talking about no these are crimes like these check are crime, that che that's right, that check. rose to some kind of monetary mm -hmm. level where it we're like you're a felony. Yep, now. or possession of drugs possession is, of, is huge. Yeah. Possession yeah, I imagine. We told the people like in the new Jim Crow, it, it literally came to fruition once I stayed in the, the district attorney's office long enough. I'm like, this is exactly what she talked about. We had the war on drugs that started with Nixon. And literally, our prison population in the United States went from 200,000 um, over two decades to over 2 million. Yeah. Over okay. 2 million people. Um, we literally, in the United States, house 5% of the world's population. We have 25% of the, the world's prison population. Man, that's, that's, that's a lot. So your goal now from this point mm -hmm. is 
we're just not going to be prosecuting those not things. Not even just that we're not going to be prosecuting. We want to spend the resources. So what I tell people also is that we spend approximately $130 million in our taxpayer dollars okay. to run the Harris County Jail. Okay. Uh, which is the largest mental health facility in the state of Texas. It's massive. It's it the really largest is, mental yeah. health facility in the state of Texas. It's almost like a health care issue. It is, it's it's okay. like a health care issue. It's a, a public health concern. So what I want to do as district attorney is to balance out those resources to say, hey, let's provide these programs. Let's provide resources to these individuals rather than trying to arrest our way out of people who are drug addicted. When we arrest people who are uh, for possession of other types of drugs. Um, so let's talk about possession of cocaine, possession of crack, uh, possession of um what's the the um, the uh, fake marijuana that's come out it's k2 k2 stuff like that kush uh, possession of kush. they call it kush. no i know you don't do that <laughs> I'm just um saying. but you know when we have people that are really suffering from drug addiction th- sticking them in a cell for two to three days where they get back out and they're more un- they're less stable than they were when they went in um and throwing them back on the street in a continuous cycle because that's what we do and that's what the numbers support and that's what i've seen on a day-to-day basis working in there we do nothing but make our community less safe um so what we want to do is reallocate those resources uh we want to decriminalize certain certain types of of crime so yes decriminalize possession of marijuana we will no longer be accepting possession of marijuana charges we will no longer be accepting possession of marijuana okay that's that's big yeah that's That's huge so um and then we want to bring transparency so when we come back on shows like uh in my humble opinion you're like hey what are you doing different what's changed, we want to implement a link that's open to the public on the district attorney site where you can track the the racial uh, disparities in the arrests. We can track the racial disparities in the convictions or the pleas that are offered in the type of charges to show, hey, in a year's time, because we decriminalized certain types of cases or because we got people resources rather than sticking them in and out of jail where they cycled um, or because we, we, we supported the cash bail reform dealing with felony, uh, felony cases, these are the changes we can show you the numbers. Okay, so we're talking about supportive cash bail reform. Mm-hmm. We're decriminalizing. Uh, start, well, we talked about decriminalizing mm-hmm. marijuana. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about because you and I talked about uh, when we were out the um, sex work. Yes. Yes. So what are your plans on that? Yeah, so that's huge. That ended up picking up a ton of steam. We had a, a writer, I think her name was Kira. She ended up writing it, uh, writing about it from the appeal, and it literally just, like, took off on Twitter, where people like the D, you know, the DA candidate wants to decriminalize sex work. And um, I think a lot of people that have been in, in that field or that have been affected by human trafficking in their life understood where we were coming from. Because we're also, we are in Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston is a major. The number one. Yes. The number one number hub one for, sex for trafficking. human trafficking. Yes. We are literally the number one hub for human trafficking. So when we talk about the root of why I made that statement and why we intend to move forward with it, with it once we get elected, um, the only way to combat human trafficking is by t- focusing our resources on those who are trafficking the victims. Okay. Right? Okay. So does sense. that make sense, right? Yeah. So we want to focus on on the people who are pimps, uh, the people who are kidnapping these individuals, whether male or female. Um, we also want to give access and a safe place to those individuals who are sex workers who choose to be in that line of work or those individuals who don't choose to be in that line of work to come to the district attorney's office and say, hey, I was raped while I was doing that. You know, just because you choose that as a profession does not mean somebody has the right to violate you. Mm. Um, or uh, I'm a victim of domestic violence. So we want to give them the safe safe place um, and a safe place to be that if we're going to say we 
represent the public safety and we represent everybody in Harris County, that, that's what it means. And just because some people see it as faux pas, that's not my problem. So I guess that, yeah, I guess that's I like the other that. thing where you say like the faux pas. Detractors are definitely going yeah. to say, hey, y'all just, like, just not prosecuting crimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is going to be your response to, like, look, if you're not, because we have had, like you said, through mm-hmm. media and things like that, we've been indoctrinating this idea where Correct. it's not just us, but it's like the public, even mm-hmm. the police that we deal with is like, look, mm-hmm. marijuana is what causes all this. Sex work is what causes all this. Like we, so it's kind of like a bottom up thing. So how Mm -hmm. is, what is your response and how are you going to get these people on board? Well, number one is show me the numbers, right? Because one thing I didn't come here with is abstract feelings and thoughts. I came here with concrete numbers, facts, and everything to support why I made the decision that I made. So that's number one when we talk about drugs or possession of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Number two, when we talk about uh, decriminalization of sex work, with let's we lead with the fact that we are number one in the United States for human trafficking. Absolutely. Now, when we talk about that, let's talk about the 15-year-old Hispanic uh, young lady that just got rescued from human trafficking that committed suicide the other day Uh, let's talk about it when our neighbor's daughter or our cousin or our mother or um, or our brother or our son becomes Mm -hmm. a victim of human trafficking and is now addicted to drugs because typically they'll they'll get them set on some kind of drugs they'll take them out of state Um, they almost brainwash a lot of them I've Mm -hmm. sat down and talked to multiple human trafficking victims already and we're in the works of talking with human trafficking services we're helping individuals escape that life um, and find new lives uh, to, to escape their pimps or to escape the people who put them in it. Um, and I, one woman in particular was stabbed four times in her neck uh, when she was trafficked mm-hmm. um, and is now a very successful person and has written a book. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what we lead with. We are number one in the United States for human trafficking. Now, how many people want to be here and how can we feel safe and how can I as a district attorney say my number one priority is to make sure everybody in our community is safe when we're number when we're ranked not number two not yeah. number 10 we are number one for human trafficking and instead we're focusing all our resources and victimizing victims or victimizing people who choose to be in that lifestyle now now the STDs and other things that people bring up that's a public health concern okay that is okay. not a public safety concern that is a public health concern. And even then, we can use our, our, our position to, to ask commissioner's court, because they determine you know, what resources get funded where, to say, hey, okay, let's put $5 million towards starting safe houses within Harris County where we have these locations. They do it in other parts of the country right now where people can go in, they can pick up uh, sexual, um, I guess, sexual contraceptives. They can pick up safe needles. They can pick up different things that will help gear curve the the public health concern. But again, that's not my concern is not public safe, public health. It's public safety. Okay, I understand. Now, the other thing, too, I guess the second part of my question is like you're still you're the prosecutor. Mm -hmm. You're still going to be working with police. Police also have. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of ingrained as part of our system. Our police. I remember. When the cash bail was coming up, seeing a number of bail bondsmen online that yeah. were upset about the oh, process, yeah, yeah. but I was like, "You have people that have ingrained and built themselves up on mm-hmm. a process." Oh, yeah. So, this is a big thing to say. All right, let's just yeah. let's do you let's U turn it right. So, right. how are you going to get 
Yeah. How are you going to get these officers and things like that on board? Yeah, I, you know, and, and you know, it's funny when you say that, like, it's a big thing to be a U-turn, especially, yeah. with, especially <laughs> with us looking around the room, right? All of us in this room are African-American. Absolutely. At one point, everybody thought it was it was normal and it was okay to have us in shackles and chains. That's true. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So how do we start with saying that, like, at one point, the only way we could be kept in control is by being in shackles and chains because we were animals. We weren't even considered human beings yeah. for a long time. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it is going to take a drastic step. And I think that's 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 the point, okay. um, because I'm bringing that fearlessness, because I'm saying we need somebody that's not going to be in the gray area. That's not going to have one foot on one side of the fence and one foot on the other side of the fence. It is going to take bold reforms and it's going to be somebody that's going to be willing to take those bold reforms and know there's going to be some pushback okay. i understand when you have any type of change people are very resistant to change um we'll have find ways to come and sit to the, sit at the table together um you know i think one thing we need to keep in mind is that we're not a long arm extension of the police and the police are not a long arm extension of the district attorney's office okay. we need to change that perspective right? i was about to say because that, that's that what it looks like for, to me. perspective for, and and, yeah. and and when you talk about so. Movies like uh, Understandably so. When They See Us or yeah. like, like any yep. prosecutors. Yep. If you if you flip on Law and Order, mm -hmm. the police and the prosecutor basically in the same office. And not even not and even if flip, you flip on Law on and Order. Like, you go walk down to the. Yeah. I mean, you can walk down to the. I'm about to say it's the same. Office. We room. have we have relatives that are. are no, no, no. I'm yeah. just saying. So yeah. I'm like, come on. But, people are the I'm way not, the system is built. It mm -hmm. is it's, mm -hmm. work like that. I mean, if you turn on power, they like the. Okay, power's crazy. Yeah, power's. That's because yeah. the lawyers get guns. But yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's beside the point. Power that's not what happens when lawyers get Power guns. is a horrible show. But go ahead. Keep that's going. That's a great show. No, it's not. Okay. It is a great show. So you're going to lose votes out here. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the only thing, no. Angela, Angela does not. What, what federal prosecutor goes I'm, to the crime Thank scene? you. I'm, what is going on with that? First off, you yeah. know that. why is she showing up to prosecute and investigate and arrest and yeah. like she's doing everything? Why is I she like, a homewrecker? I just why, I can't even. You know no, 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 no. Okay. Let's not even just focus on that. Like just that. Like she's a homewrecker. That's terrible. I know. And her ghost keeps appearing everywhere. How is she a she wrecked a drug dealer and a lawyer? I don't know. She's like the prosecutor and the police officer. I don't know. It's it's crazy. And a homewrecker. But I will say this: the lover, because that's a popular show. Yes. Yes. That almost leads to because it's like, look, we were both yeah. in law school. Yeah, you go to law school and then you're like, oh, sh oh, this is how it works. Right, right. You spent a whole lifetime watching TV, yeah. and then it's like, like this is not how any of this works. Wait, right? hold on. Like, did you, did you think you was gonna get a gun, Devon? No, 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 no. I went to law school before power. Oh. If I had oh, gone yeah. to law school after power, yeah. maybe I'd have thought that. But I mean, yeah. just the way the legal system works, mm -hmm. there are certain embellishments. Right. And just outright, completely wrong things that are happening. But this, is, this is what I will say. Yeah. You know, they're they're having worked very closely with officers as a prosecutor for four and a half years. It took mm. me about four and a half years. It didn't take me twelve years or twenty years or thirty years to realize our system um, was literally destroying so mm. many communities of color. It didn't take me, you know, twelve years to realize our our communities were being literally decimated by our criminal justice system, and that something needed to be done to change it. Um, but in that time, I really got a chance to. to to witness great prosecutors, uh, great police officers. I got a chance to witness and, and help get rid of 
bad police officers. Um, I've seen bad, very bad prosecutors. Um, this is what I will say. This is what we intend to do, and this is one of our platforms, is that we intend to hold powerful actors at the very minimum at the same level as everybody else. Okay. At the very minimum. Because what we've seen is at the very minimum, they have the most power. And when I'm talking about powerful actors, I'm talking about police officers, yes. elected officials. I'm talking about defense attorneys. But it, Because there were days where I had to go up against a defense attorney, and I had to act as the defense attorney and the prosecutor. Mm. Okay. So let's not get that misconceived and think that just because someone had the title defense attorney that they weren't working mm -hmm. against their client's yeah. best interest. Because um, I can give you an example. One lady was like, oh, my my guy looks like a drug dealer. And she didn't she didn't think I heard when she was talking to the, one of when, when I was a chief in the court. So I turned around and said, well, let me see what he looks like. Show me. Oh, I'm not saying because he's black. Oh, we, we all knew. <laughs> yeah, we and know. I said, well, that's not what I we said. Know. I said, but go ahead. Show me this picture. Yeah. And it was a it was a, a a young black guy, handsome with you know with locks, looked very clean, and nothing else to that picture, you know. But so, to her, but to her, and he that was his like defense attorney. Dealer. Yeah, that was his defense yeah. attorney. So you know, let's just you know, it's it's a system run by humans, which is going to be imperfect. Um, but again, what we're saying is that we're going to hold everybody accountable under the law, and that's one thing that uh, specifically when I supported our current district attorney, that she said she was going to do, she didn't do it. There was a case where. A young woman, two officers stuck their fingers in a young woman's vagina from mm. Texas Southern University mm -hmm. looking for a piece of marijuana. Yeah. The initial district attorney uh, indicted those two officers. The current district attorney came back in and had those cases resent back to grand jury and got them dismissed. Um, we have uh, several other cases where we've had people. Now, uh, when you, I'm sorry. When you say mm -hmm. resend on that, when they sent it back down, this is somebody who's prosecuting the police. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I just want to make yes. sure everybody's clear yes. on that. Yes. So the so current, the cases were the current district attorney mm -hmm. was like, no, nah, we don't need to prosecute. This. Let's send it back to grand okay. jury. So there was a there was an effort to actually hold these police accountable. Oh, absolutely. They were and held accountable. Was, they were held accountable. Yes. And then that was. It was derailed. in the process and okay. it was derailed. So, and that wasn't, you know, that's one of many things. I can't specifically go into the case names. Yeah. Um, but there was another case where we had an individual that was actually killed and we had an officer that took part in that. And, uh, you know, the case against that individual, it was literally dismissed like days before their trial. Hmm. So it's... It, they said that the, the other part of the family had already suffered enough and they were just going to go ahead and dismiss it. Suffered enough? Yeah. Really? That can happen? Yeah. yeah. Really? It, it has, it, that's, this is in Harris it's County. It's and this is what you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, you know, I, I say that to say what we will support under my administration is good officers. We will always support good officers and good prosecutors. What we not will not tolerate and what we will not stand for is bad officers or bad prosecutors. So I think just as if we're going to say we are going to hold officers who are rogue or doing something improper accountable because that's what we will do, um, we will do the same internally with our own prosecutors. Um, but we do have a plan. It's called our three strikes plan where we have um, we're going to now be accepting complaints from the community directly to the district attorney's office um, for police officers. So typically okay. you don't hear that. Typically those those complaints, you go right to their hiring agency. Yeah, it goes to the, like oh, the staff yeah. sergeant or goes to the staff yeah, sergeant. let me talk, to, yep. let me talk to your chief. Which goes nowhere. So yeah. now it would be, because that, that's, it, that's in the office. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, let yeah. me report to you. You know, it's like when you complain, and like, let me talk to the manager. Yeah. Right. Like, I am the, the manager. Thing. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay. We don't so. have soup anymore. There's <laughs> exactly. nothing. Like You're like, yeah. So now if there is a problem yeah. with an officer, mm -hmm. you can make a complaint Absolutely. directly to your directly office, to our office about the office. And what we plan to do is after the third complaint from the community, um, we will no longer accept charges from that officer until we handle our own internal investigation with our own internal officers, okay. our own internal investigators.
So you're gonna have internal. You're gonna have a separate department for this, or what? Uh, it, we would have to look at the logistics of it, but we may have a, a whole division that that just handles that. That like sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. like you know, because they always you know the saying, "Who polices the police?" Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this is one of those things. So, so. Uh, I guess so. I mean, let people know. When they need to get out there and vote yeah. and where. And absolutely, how and absolutely. So, again, I'm running for Harris County District Attorney, and uh, our election, the primary, which is key right now, um, is coming up March 3rd, 2020. Mm-hmm. Early voting. Early voting is always good because you avoid the lines, and that's yeah. the same time as a presidential election. So, early voting starts February 18th, 2020, and it ends February 28th, 2020. And then the last day for the primary vote is March 3rd, 2020. Uh, and I believe the last day to register to vote. So, if you are not registered, to vote go find somebody go to the dmv go and find somebody who registers super to vote. easy to register to very vote easy. now so go get registered. very easy very that's easy, easy it's january 2nd i believe mm. it's january 2nd yeah that's coming up january 2nd is the last day to register to vote when this is released the date will have already passed. yeah i'm about to say so, it's coming up it's okay. in like you well, should have already been registered yes. for like I, you know yeah. diddy's been telling y'all to vote since oh, yeah, vote <laughs> 2004 everybody's yes. been he telling said vote or die yes, since like 2004 and yeah. every old black man has told me to vote and every old black woman since i was like yeah. 16. our mama since would, before would i go could on legally a rant vote. about yeah yeah but literally i had to leave the house to go to vote, vote in this yeah yeah i yeah. mean it's literally early a, vote too it, it, it i almost matters. didn't vote in the last mayoral oh, election no. no i voted no he voted i, he I showed up at my family's house i was like oh shoot today's the last day and the okay. whole house is like bye like <laughs> you need to go vote you need to go like, vote now i'm Good. going now they're like nah, go nah, get in line man. now right but it is one of those things like go go ahead and get out there and vote yeah that's good Shout out to Sylvester Turner. it literally it, it literally <laughs> is the difference between life and death and we say you know somebody at the head of our the head of our criminal justice system yeah. who do we want that to be do we want it to be somebody that's empathetic to the communities that are literally being destroyed um because we've seen it or somebody that continues to perpetuate the same system that continues to destroy uh the many but for a very very selective few, whoever's getting the kickbacks from those private jails yeah. that we're sending our, jail, our our inmates to, um, you know, it's it's a problem. So now, wait. Also, who else is in this race right now? Um, they don't matter right now. It's just the incumbent and myself, as far as that matters. Your so. confidence is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, I mean, you have said like three good sentences on uh, here. That you be like, I mean, flex. it is what it is. That's not my problem. I'll yeah. be like, yo, hey, 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 I hey, like hey. your confidence. Uh, this is what I'm I will not tell you. Anybody it. that's running right now that, you know, they have been in there for, have, has been in the DA's office for multiple years. You know, keep in mind these same people that are like, oh, experience. I have experience. Even the incumbent. Experience. I have so much experience over her. You know, I've been running since February 2019. So we're going on a year and about yeah. two months. That's um, good. And, you know, we've had some huge endorsements. We are, we're endorsed, endorsed by Sean King and the Real Justice Pact. That's, that's okay. Okay. Helping to elect progressive prosecutors across the country. Um, since you guys are releasing this a little bit later, we just got endorsed by TOP, which is the Texas Organizing Project. We haven't okay. released that yet. Okay. Um, it's huge. It's huge. It's monumental. Um, we got endorsed by DSA. We've got endorsed by Patrice Coolers, uh, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter on the national level, yeah. and okay. Ken- Kendrick Sampson, um, an actor, an activist from the Issa Rae show. Yeah. Um, so we've we've had some huge strides, but keep in mind these people that are talking about experience and and they have so much experience in the DA's office you know look at how long they've been in there and how long it took them it doesn't take a whole day to recognize sunshine and it Mm. doesn't take 20 or 30 years to recognize a system is destroying communities and and to realize that change needs to come Hmm. you know so keep that in mind what are they experiencing they're experiencing the same systems that for decades we've been trying to destroy that's true so 
It's time for a change. So right. you can find me at Audia Four D A A U D I A. Why are you oh, pointing sorry. at your phone? Oh. Point at our cameras. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you can find me at Audia Four D A. That's A U D I A F O R D A. Literally D A. Uh, on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> and Facebook. And then uh, you can visit us online and take a look at our platforms and As donate. Let's pull up your website yeah, real quick. Yeah, donate, 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 please takes money and people um we are at www.audia jones that's a-u-d-i-a look at that picture look how amazing that picture jones is. thank you j-o-n-e-s in dot the sun, com in the sunlight in the sunlight look yes. like you took it divine look it's, at that picture listen it's, it's time for I, you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not that good of a photographer it's time for a fresh perspective we got an iphone you could you know fresh perspective <laughs> fresh perspective <laughs> yes and that's, that's what that good i like that you're about. coming with a fresh perspective yes. i'm just wondering how you're gonna over like overcome the old perspective that these people are benefiting this, listen, from for this, centuries. Listen, the same way they benefited off slavery. And yeah. now we're changed, right? You that guys are in a, here running the show. Minute. Yeah, it took a minute. So, yeah. But every every battle begins with a fight. Someone has to stand up and fight for the people who are voiceless. And if not me, then who? I'm going to wait till something happens with my son I, my I, niece. I love your energy because you're not scared to fight about nothing. Not at all. And I like yeah. the transparency aspect, too, yeah. where you're saying, hey, once I get in, I'm still going to hold myself accountable. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm going to have a website up. It's going to show you this. It's going to show you that. Absolutely. It's also... Uh, and let's just real quick, because we still got a little bit of time left, okay. let's just make sure we go through all the points of your platform where we're mm. saying decriminalizing mm. marijuana. Let's just start from the top, yeah. whatever you got, yeah. go. So one of our big things is ending mass incarceration as it deals with decriminalizing certain drug possession, yes. uh, decriminalizing crimes that are tied to poverty uh, and mental health issues. Wow, um, that's we, big. Yeah, and then we want to steer resources towards educational uh, programs, job training programs, housing programs, things that will get individuals back on their feet, even people that do serve prison time or jail time. Let's allocate the resources to do a follow through that will maintain a safe community. Um, we want to also allocate resources to individuals who are victims of, of crimes that are, are, in fact, violent, right? Mm -hmm. We know that does happen. Yeah. Um, and what I've seen as a prosecutor, too many times we'll use those people as like vehicles on the road to prosecution. Once we're done, we're like, hey, we got your person 37 years, you're good, life is good, but oftentimes if they're not treated, they then tend to become mm. the victimizer. Okay. Um, okay. So we want survivors in Harris County, not just victims. Um, and so that's what we intend to do is roll out even a larger expand um, our division dealing with uh, victim services. Um, and then we want to build out a, a, a another section dealing with immigration uh, consequences. Okay. Um, one thing we don't have, and, and especially under this current uh, national administration, mm -hmm. there are so many consequences where we have our undocumented population is being doubly penalized, even if they're caught for the simplest crimes, driving while licensed and valid, uh, possession of marijuana, criminal trespass. After yeah. that, they're on ice hold. You know, so it's how do we avoid that and maintain our safety? Looking at different different diversion programs, uh, pre-arrest diversion programs for individuals that we're like, hey, you know, we want to make sure our community is safe. So, for example, um, certain drug sellers, um, pre-trial diversion programs. Um, so, people who are 
violent offenders, d depending on what type of crimes and the okay. evidence. Um, and that's something we will have to look at in depth. But definitely implementing pretrial diversion programs, pre-arrest diversion programs um, to keep people out of the system for nonviolent offenses, for sure. Supporting cash bail. And then lastly, the transparency piece where we want to implement uh, the link on our website to keep track of uh, the, 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 the ethnicities, um, the plea agreements that are offered, the type of charges that we're seeking, um, and then the trials that we seek and make sure it's available. And after a year, we can start saying, hey, this is what's happening. Our community is becoming safer. The numbers, the bias has gone down. Mm. And this is how what we've done is working or, hey, no, this is not working. Maybe we need to try a different way after the first year. All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, audience open to change. Yes. Yes. On. Yes. Well, that's been what it is, man. We've been happy to have you. Uh, thank you. Uh, this thank has you been for great coming to have through. you. Uh, great to be on you guys' show. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you coming out. No, we really appreciate you. And where can they find you again? You can find us at www.audiajones.com or audia, A-U-D-I-A, for F-O-R-D-A on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's what's up. Yes. That's positive. And once again, the dates for... Registering early voting and whatnot? Yes. Uh, registering to vote. The last day to register to vote, I believe it's January 2nd. For some reason, it's escaping me, but I believe it's January 2nd, so get out there and register it's to close, vote. Though. It's close, yes. Yes, it's, it's really very, extremely very close. close. Uh, the mail-out ballots go out January 18th, so if you're going to do an absentee ballot, look out for yours January 18th. Uh, early voting starts February 18th, 2020. And will end on February 28, 2020. And the official day to vote in the primary election for March is March 3rd, 2020. Well, there you have it. Yes. Thank you very much for Thank coming by guys. once again, Audie. It's very important to get out there and vote. We need a change in the community as a whole. And this has been, in my humble opinion, I've been your host, Avery, like a very nice guy. There's also Jess Devon right over there. Just divine, being divine. Yeah, that's <laughs> what's like going on. To be. Yeah, and and we also need to check. Oh, and our guest was Audia. Audia, yes, Audia yes. Jones. Yes. And we just got to get her on a change on our TV show. You got to watch something other than Power. That's horrible. I watch stuff other than Power. I really don't watch a lot of television. We we do a lot of reading. Oh, good. Do a you lot read? Of reading. Yeah, you did. I mean, you've been mentioning a book since yeah. we've gotten yeah. in here. Just mentioned a few books. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So He's I'm always good. trying to. You know. You know. He's always it's trying to play school. you, but that's what it is, man. <laughs> this has been In My Humble Opinion, where the opinions <laughs> are humbled and the words aren't jumbled. I don't even know if that's what I say, but that that's is what, what you I'm saying tonight. Say. I think 